Hello, good morning. Uh, in my next podcast, uh, I want to briefly discuss about workplace fraud. See, workplace fraud is uh, another big area of fraud committed by none other than the employees. So, before that, it is pertinent to just uh, uh, remember this one. Honesty pays, but it doesn't seem to pay enough to suit some people. Honesty pays, but it doesn't seem to pay enough to suit some people. So, uh, what it means is, honesty and trust and all that, we should not put blindly, even though they are long-standing employees. Now, uh, before we proceed, let us uh, recollect the definition of fraud. Fraud is, uh, consists of three aspects. Namely, it is an act, it is committed by the perpetrator known as a fraudster or scamster, and it is uh, um, somebody believes these people and acts on it called the victim who loses in the process monetary, who incurs monetary loss by believing the facts stated by the fraudster. So, fraud is any act by one person with an intention to deceive another person for a monetary gain and the other person known as the victim incurs loss by believing the facts stated by the former as true. So, this is a common definition of fraud whenever we use it and wherever. So, now, we shall briefly examine what is workplace fraud and how it occurs and the reasons, red flags, prevention and remedies. See, the whole uh, concept of workplace fraud uh, happens because more, in several cases, it is a trusted employee's concept. People in small, medium or large organizations also simply put full trust in some employees in the organizations and the, such employees are given the keys to the freedom. Okay? So, many of these workplace frauds are in general also committed by long-standing employees. So, no doubt trust is important, but organizations fail to understand that trust itself is not an internal control. Okay? What is internal control? Uh, we will briefly discuss in another aspect. So, a survey uh, by KPMG sometime back has revealed that 281 companies in Australia and New Zealand found that respondents had a total loss through various frauds of nearly $373 million. And you know what? 75% uh, employee frauds and employees are responsible. Of course, even though 75% of the employees are responsible, uh, generally it is a big fraud that constitutes the total amount. But <clears throat> and so, now coming back, uh, why these occur? Uh, I have discussed in my previous podcast on fraud triangle, that is one of the main reasons for occurrence of workplace frauds. And so, uh, without going into detail, I briefly again uh, recollect to you the fraud triangle concepts of pressure, rationalization, opportunity. Pressure is when an employee is under financial or economic uh, pressures uh, and then medical or health and children's education and uh, on top of it, bad vices like gambling, drugs, alcohol, where he needs more money than what he is earning is one of the reasons. Then rationalization or attitude, it is uh, by an honest employee only, but he feels that he is, uh, he is overworked and underpaid, whereas the management are enjoying, and so he commits fraud, thinking that he will put back the money, which he will never do. Then of course, the opportunity is the key factor, where trusted employees make use of this opportunity. 
Okay, it is a human weakness that when an employee finds an opportunity still without blinking an eyelid, he steals. So that is very briefly about the fraud triangle, which is the concept uh, in the context of the workplace fraud. Now, what types of uh, frauds normally happen in workplace? Bribery and corruption. Bribery and corruption. See, workplace frauds take several shapes like stealing of inventory, stealing of cash, stealing of checks, manipulating financial figures to meet targets set by management, manipulating travel bills and expenses in invoices and claiming more than the actual amount spent on traveling on business purposes. Bribing and corruption by colluding with suppliers of goods and services for favoring one vendor against the other and also taking bribes to clear the bills besides taking the bribes by colluding with the suppliers to choose a particular supplier only. <coughs> so, bribing and corruption are one of the main uh, aspects of the frauds. Now, uh, having discussed briefly about what is workplace frauds and where they occur, uh, what are red flags? First of all, you understand what is a red flag. Red flag in any context of fraud related issues is it is a signal. It is a signal that something amiss yeah, or something is wrong, something is going wrong. So it is for the management or to the senior managers or to the auditors or for others to observe the red flag and investigate. So if somebody ignores the red flag, it is just like a, a train ignoring the red signal and uh, uh, going and then causing an accident. So that's what will happen if the management, the auditors and all concerned ignore the red flags. So, at, uh, red flags for workplace means red flags of workplace frauds are the management should be alert to the red flags and take prompt and effective action to stop frauds at the workplace. Management can effectively deter frauds by identifying the risk areas where fraud may occur. Understanding why people commit frauds are First, the management should understand why these frauds occur and they should uh, be alert to the red flag and then take immediate corrective action. For example, some of the red flags are when it is observed that an employee is living beyond his means, he is getting 10,000, uh, uh, but you see an Apple phone in a, uh, on his hand uh, or an employee who is uh, driving a scooter suddenly comes in a car like that. Where it is observed that there are account reconciliation issues between main ledgers and sub ledgers, okay, and where it is noticed that there are frequent complaints from customers and other vendors about payments, about clearing bills, about prices, and all these things, <coughs> and uh, where some employees are specially trusted, huh? but such people also do not go on a vacation because they are afraid that in their absence the fraud may come out. So, suspense accounts and IOUs, you should never allow those uh, uh, such things. Suspense accounts should not exist, they should be uh, investigated. IOUs should be cleared within a specific period of time. And unregistered long outstanding advances from employees, is it true that advance is made? And are otherwise, why it is not recovered? and lack of proper internal controls in place and proper code of ethics and employee guidance. 
Okay, these are also red flag. If there is no proper internal control, people start behaving as they like and steal as they like. Internal control means it is a control put in place like SOP by any organization, small to large, where there is a hierarchy of activities, there is a line of subordinates to managers, one is accountable to the other. Uh, uh, and uh, no single person has total command, etc. etc. So, uh, uh, when you observe these things, like okay, as uh, detailed uh, just now, then there are also red flags. The employee frauds may take for the form of various ways in which their perpetrators skimming, licensing, licensing, manipulating expense accounts. Hmm? Even stealing a stapler or claiming petrol bills of car used for personal purposes through domain only for official purposes is also a fraud against the organization. In skimming, the fraud is perpetrated before it is booked in accounts. And the cash misappropriated is replaced soon thereafter. Last thing, the fraud is perpetrated after entering in the books. Generally, check tampering and fraudulent vendor scheme falls in this category. Finally, employee may book personal expenses as legitimate business expenses. Okay. So, those are the red flags and those are the ways in which the workplace frauds occur and how the employee uh, steals money or goods of the organization. Now, we are talking about uh, Fraud, we talked about what is workplace fraud, we talked about how it occurs, we talked about the red flags to take preventive action. <coughs> so now what is preventive action? Preventive action of the work fraud includes know your employee is a fundamental thing. The organization should first do background checking of all the employees, huh? their previous jobs, their previous job profiles the duration of their working, the number of job changes, education, their background check for authenticity of the degrees, most important, any previous complaints on the employee, huh? what is the family ground, okay? These check, uh, checks of screening of employees are most important primary requirement to prevent workplace fraud, where uh, as in the TCS, probably they are overlooked and so, there is a big uh, scam of bribing by the uh, headhunters uh, to the uh, top bosses of hiring in the company that is being now investigated. So, know your employees. Okay? K-U-K-Y-E. K-Y-E. Know your employees. The most important thing for prevention of workplace fraud. See, employee, next, after employing, Employee training programs and making them aware of the consequences of committing frauds. This is never, this never takes place. There is no employee training. See, employees must be trained. They should be cautioned. If they do fraud, what are the consequences? And they should be explained as SOPs in place. What are the internal controls in place? How they should work? And the work ethics should be explained not once in a blue moon, but at regular intervals. They should be brainwashed. 
Next, establish well-tested internal control systems and update the same from time to time to suit the changing work environment, like new employees, other changes, etc. You see, preparing one uh, booklet of uh, uh, SOPs and uh, internal controls and then just dumping it in the, uh, in the shelf is will uh, not serve the purpose. Not only internal control systems uh, should be designed, they should be put in writing, they should be explained, training programs should be taken, and those internal controls also should be reviewed depending on the change in circumstances, etc. Next, put in place a whistleblower policy. What is, who is a whistleblower and what is whistleblowing? In detail, I will take up in another podcast. See, it is basically somebody, uh, whether inside or outside the organization, uh, cautioning the relevant uh, authorities or persons about something is going wrong. That is blowing the whistle. Okay. So, put in place a whistleblower policy and encourage employees to report in confidence any unusual behavior of the other co-workers. Employees' whistleblowing policy continues to be on the rise to stop workplace frauds. Okay. So, major frauds are uncovered in the cases of big corporates like Enron, Worldcom, etc. We'll discuss those uh, uh, cases uh, in another podcast. However, for whistleblower mechanism to be effective, employees need to be encouraged and assured of secrecy, job security, as many are afraid of retaliation by whistleblowing about a wrongdoing by co-workers or managers or even the top management. So, this is one of the most important uh, uh, preventive method uh, of whistleblower. Say more than putting internal controls, following them, training and all that one, despite all that also frauds occur. Somebody may be aware of it. Who is a co-employee, who is a junior, who is a senior, who may be outsider. Somebody may be suspecting something of another that should be brought to the notice of the appropriate places. Major healthcare fraud was uncovered by an honest employee running into millions of dollars. Uh, okay. uh, so, he, he, because he found it is not correct, and so he blew the vision. Okay, and uh, I have I did discuss in one of my podcasts about uh, uh, undercover. Uh, I think I gave a book uh, review on this one. Uh, yeah, which is an excellent example of what is, uh, who is a whistleblower, how you can do it, how we uncovered fraud in an organization. Describes major fraud in a healthcare organization in US, undercover. So, one should go through that book. Now, the organization should establish hotlines for reporting and, and thus root out the frauds. See, besides uh, whistleblowing, also there should be hotlines through which one can. Uh, in uh, directly access alert people for informing of any irregularities. The organization should have systems in place for surprise checks and internal auditing. Internal auditing is also one aspect of internal control. Okay, What is internal auditing and different kinds of auditors? I have already discussed in one of my earlier podcasts. Employees should be allowed to open door policy to discuss their Pressures and difficulties, so management can assist them to cope up with those preventive measures. So, once in a way, there should be some one-to-one uh, interactions uh, with the concern, so that uh, the employees and all, so that they will be um, 
more uh, bold to come out with any irregularities or their own personal problems, etc. Next, all employees must be compelled to go on a yearly vacation as this one not only gives a break to the employee, but also it breaks the employee if he is committing any fraud by the replacement person coming to know of it. And so, all employees must be not encouraged, they must be compelled to go on a yearly vacation. There should be an effective organization chart showing the various levels of employees, the reporting hierarchy and division of work and automatic check of the work done by one by, uh, by other internal checks should also be in place. See, also a fraud examiner or forensic accountant. I think I have in one of my podcasts I have discussed this who is a fraud examiner, who is a forensic accountant, even though the margin is very slight. Forensic uh, um, accountant is where he is compulsorily a qualified man and he may be called upon to investigate anything other than fraud also for mergers and equations, etc. Fraud examiner rarely comes only after fraud occurs and examines to catch the perpetrator. So, a fraud examiner, a forensic accountant may be hired for fraud risk assessment in the organization and methods to suggest fraud occurrences. Surprise checks are one of the most important methods of unearthing workplace frauds at an early stage. It is observed that there are about 60% of workplace frauds are detected by surprise check mechanisms. Surprise checks can be management by the supervisors, by the auditors, eh? or if the, um, the government company by the government uh, authorities. Surprise check without giving any uh, uh, any uh, notice of their visit, simply go and visit a, a department or a workplace or, or a field somewhere and then you will definitely find if there are any irregularities. Managers should be trained to lead as an example in the implementation of internal controls. So, in an organization, in a hierarchy, there are always subordinates, managers, subordinates, managers at different levels. So, first the managers should be also thoroughly trained how to train the employees and the employees also should be thoroughly trained to follow the SOPs and other internal controls and the consequences of fraud, etc. So, the organization should have a good management policy for protecting the assets and effective document and records retention policy. So, besides controlling these people, because it is the people who commit the frauds where there is money, even the organization should take care of the assets by preserving them by having a coding, by keeping track of them and which of course is a duty of the internal and external auditors also. But you cannot leave everything on others but also the management should have an, also that's why internal auditing is there where appointed by the management who take care of these affairs. So there should be some mechanism of controlling the assets also by coding and etc. So, thus I may conclude that employee frauds at workplace can be avoided or detected at an early stage and prevented to a large extent by organizations setting up good ethical practices and leadership. Thus, it may be concluded that employee frauds at workplace can be avoided and detected at an early stage. Okay? and prevented to a large extent by organization by setting up good ethical practices, good leadership practices, good working environment and a good code of content, conduct 
and constant training and education programs to the employee so there should be a good uh, workplace uh, ethics code of con- uh, code of conduct constant training constant education programs so all these um, the cumulative effect of all this is that will reduce or uh, uh, minimize the any frauds by an employee because they will be afraid that things are being controlled so with this brief discussion i am sure that uh, my listeners have got some insight into the what is workplace fraud which is one of the very very important things and uh, these uh, frauds occur on a frequent basis at, uh, at all different levels of the organizations if you want any more information on these things you can contact me at my email kollurao@gmail.com k o l l u r u r a o kollurao@gmail.com good day